Welcome to Stay at Home, Mom, with your illustrious host, Leslie Goodgesell, mother to six beautiful daughters, wife to an amazingly hardworking and supportive husband, homeschooler, and homesteader in the making. Join me on this journey, this blessing of what motherhood looks like. have any pet peeves, things that drive you crazy that when they get under your skin, you're like, oh my gosh, why? Why is this a thing? Why are you doing that thing? Yeah, well, that's what we're going to talk about on today's episode of Stay at Home, Mom. Welcome to today's episode of Stay at Home, Mom, where we're going to talk about pet peeves. Now, listen, we all have probably a scroll length of pet peeves that we can list off, right? Like uh, when somebody chews with their mouth open or just if you were my sister, if somebody chews at all and I can hear it. Things that really bother us that we don't understand why people do it, but they just irritate us. Uh, my husband leaves his socks on the floor right next to the laundry hamper and doesn't get them in. My kid leaves the toilet seat up or somebody doesn't shut the cupboard door after they get something out of the cabinet. These are all pet peeves, things that drive us crazy. Well, why do they drive us crazy? We're going to talk about that today. One of the things that I really want to focus on is something that impacts not just ourselves personally, but when we act this way, it impacts the world around us. And it's something that we should really focus on to be better human beings. <laughs> to be better people, better members of society and in communities. Let's get into it. (laughs) The one pet peeve that I really want to talk about is something that my husband and I have really focused our lives on even before we were together. It is something that we've tried really hard. Hold on, I got to adjust my seat because I need to scooch back a little. All right, sorry. So I am recording today's episode in my van while my daughter's in youth group. If you hear any weird background noise, I apologize. It's probably because I'm recording in my van. Thanks for coming along on this journey of my motherhood. Thanks for tuning in every week to allow me to share my heart with you and what my creator is doing in me because he's working in all of us. One of the things that I really always want him to be working on is to make me a better person because I have a lot of flaws, y'all. So don't feel like if this pet peeve calls you out and puts you on display and you're like, ooh, that's me. This is just something that we encounter a lot in general, in public, just everywhere. It's You almost can't escape it. And that thing is not choosing others above ourselves also known as selfishness. (laughs) Why is that a pet peeve for me? It's not because I have become this completely selfless person who never prefers myself over others. It's not that I don't choose selfishness at times because I do. I'm a human. There's no way of getting around it. And honestly, I feel like when you have children and you have a lot of children, you spend the majority of your life being completely selfless and giving to them. And there comes a point in motherhood where you're like, that's it. I'm done. I'm not sharing that with you. I'm not doing this right now. Like I'm choosing selfishness over selflessness as a mom. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that. Maybe I shouldn't be confessing these things. But that is a real thing. A couple things have happened recently that really made me dig deep and ask myself and my husband some questions that I'm like, okay, is is there something wrong with me that I 
feel this way or that I'm seeing this thing. The thing was I was talking to some people and we were talking about this bake sale that we were going to do and what we were baking, what we were bringing. I said, you know, well, we do everything organic and gluten-free, so I'm going to be making blah, 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 blah. And they kind of looked at me like, wow, that's really expensive. I'm like, it is expensive, but I believe it's the best thing for us, right? Not cast in shade and anybody who doesn't eat organic or gluten-free. That's the way we choose to live our lives. And I'm not going to treat any stranger any differently. In my perspective, I am going to give the best of what I have at all times, as long as I can. That's That's just who I am as a person. If you are my friend, I will give you the best of who I am as often as I can, whenever it's required, whenever I am required to give of something, it's going to be the best I can give. That's just me. My husband's very similar. Maybe that's why we get along so well. So we're talking and these people are like, oh my gosh, I, don't, I would never do that. These people don't care if that stuff's organic. Nobody cares about that. I don't even give my family organic when they come over. I just, I pull out like the crappy white sugar for them because they don't care if I'm using organic cane sugar. And I just, like that broke my heart. I remember going home and saying to James, I was like, babe, why don't more people prefer others above themselves? Why aren't they considering everybody like they are our creator? Like it's our savior, right? In the New Testament, it says, to love everyone the same because you never know when you're entertaining an angel. You never know when there's a representative of your creator that's just gonna like walk into your life. We should treat everybody as the kings and the queens. Like nobody is better than another. And in the book of Colossians 3, since you have been raised with Yeshua, set your heart on things above where he is seated at the right hand of Yahweh. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, right? You died, your life is now hidden in him. Therefore, as Yahweh's chosen people, holy and dearly love, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Oh, oh, that hits hard. That's something that I've been dealing with lately. And over these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let peace of Yeshua rule in your heart since as members of one body you were called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Yeshua dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to Yahweh with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, giving thanks to Yahweh our Elohim through him. Ouch. So this is actually Colossians 3. I started at verse 1 and I kind of like skipped down to verse 12. That was verses 12 through 17 in the book of Colossians. I really take that to heart. That is that is how I try to live my life. It's not, it's not that I'm always successful at it, right? But whatever I do, whether in word or in deed, I do it as if I'm doing it for my creator, as if I am doing it for him, because you never know. That act alone could be what that person needs at that very moment. Maybe that person's losing hope. Maybe that person's really sick and you can provide a healthy, wholesome meal that can bring healing, not just to their physical body, but literally to their spirit. We have dealt with all kinds of different people. That situation really broke my heart. I came home. I actually cried about it. It it broke my heart to the point where I thought, like, something's missing. Something's missing with believers that they're not getting. It may cost us something. But you know what? Salvation cost us something. Our Savior, he gave himself on the cross. You think he looked at these people and was like, yeah, these sinners? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> no. He looked at us and he saw us in 
in the eyes of our creator and the beauty and the uniqueness and the divinity that we were created. And he's like, hey, listen, they're lost and they need a way. And I'm willing to sacrifice myself for that. So why aren't we looking at other people and being like, hey, they're lost, they're hurting, they're broken, they need help. Why are we not willing to sacrifice ourselves for that? Why are we not willing to give something that costs us something? Whether it be money to pay for expensive organic food to bless them with, whether it be our time, whether it be prayer, whether it be a smile or a hug, why? But it doesn't just happen in relationships in this kind of situation, right? It actually happens in business as well. So we're builders. My husband's a builder. I say we're builders because, you know, I help run the company. I'm typically not out there building things with him, though I have. Like, it's a thing I do every once in a while. Help him hang drywall or frame wall, whatever he needs. Um, I'm typically doing the one that does the designing and the paying of the bills. <laughs> but I'll do whatever is required of me. My husband's a builder, so we encounter a lot of different things. We do flip houses, building from the ground up, doing a little bit remodeling here and there. We'll do all different kinds of things. And occasionally we're hired by somebody who is like, you know, just make it livable. Just make it sellable. How much is it going to cost me just to cover it up? We don't live like that. This Colossians 3 verses 12 through 17, this kind of like our life motto. It's kind of how we've always lived and done things. So we don't look at a project and say, hey, throw slap some paint on it and we'll call it good. We're like, no, listen, the electrical is messed up. We got to pull out that drywall. We got to fix all that wiring to make sure there's not going to be a fire at some point down the road. And whoever buys this is left with no home. We look at something and we want to tear it all the way down to the studs and redo it. Not all the time. That's not always necessary, right? But there are times where you walk into a place and you're like, oh, how is this house still standing? When you work with clients that are like, I don't want to do that, you have to set a boundary because it's not necessarily about us being prideful and being like, hey, we only know the right way to do this because that's not it. Because as in our faith, we're always learning in our business. But it's a matter of if I was doing this for myself, this is how I would do it. And if I was doing this for the Lord, this is how I would do it. If I was doing this for my child or my mother or my uncle or my grandparents or a stranger, this is how I'm going to do it. I don't want to make this thing just livable. I don't want to make this just sellable. I want to make this sturdy with a firm foundation. I want to do it the right way. I don't want to do it just enough because I'm preferring them above myself. Is it going to cost me something? Absolutely. Very often it costs us a lot more to do the jobs the right way than it would if we just slapped something on it. But my husband is always going to do above and beyond if somebody wants to do it the right way because he is doing it as unto the Lord. He's preferring that person above himself. He is putting that person first. He's thinking of their best interests and not necessarily our bottom dollar, right? Not necessarily the amount of time he's putting into it. He's actually considering what's best. Now, somebody's like, hey, I don't want to do that. I only want to do this much. A lot of times we pass on those jobs, even though it's a paycheck, because we're like, that's just not how we do things. One, because that can be brought back to us, right? Somebody can be like, oh yeah, I hired Goodland Building to do that and they flubbed it up. But two, because we don't have, we don't want to walk away from a project and people be like, oh my gosh, that broke or that fell apart or my house burned down. It's not, it's not a desire that we have. We're always 
always, always, always looking for how to do things to the best of our ability for the betterment of everybody around us. Now, why is this a pet peeve to me when people aren't like that, right? I should be able to love people and overlook these things. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe I should be able to overlook it. It's a pet peeve to me because you may be looking at your bottom dollar and be like, I just can't afford that, which is fine. Like, get it? There's a lot of things that I look at and I'm like, hey, that's just not in our budget. But we still always do it the right way. Maybe I use a less expensive product for a flooring instead of this $12.99 a square foot flooring that I really wanted over here. I'm going to pick $4.99 a square foot. Something like that. We're going to make adjustments to make it work, but I'm not going to do it cheaper and wrong going to do it in the least expensive way and do it right why isn't everybody looking at life like this what's wrong with me i actually said to my husband is there something wrong with me that this bothers me so much he looked me dead in the face and was like there's absolutely something wrong with you but not in a bad way like you just don't fit the mold of this society you just don't fit the mold of this world right now and that's okay we're not called to do that we're not called to fit in the world we're called to be in it but not of it right It's a pet peeve because it doesn't just affect the person who's doing it, which it does. If I take that attitude, that's going to rub off on people. People are going to see that and be like, oh, like, don't, I don't know that I want to be around that person. I don't know that I want to invest any time in a relationship. But at the same time, it affects my heart when when I'm choosing that attitude, when I'm choosing that perspective, when I'm looking at it that way, it makes an impact on my character. I become more selfish because I'm looking at what can I get out of this? You know, there are plenty of people in our industry that are looking at their own bottom dollar. There are plenty of people who charge more than my husband charges and do way less work (laughs) in a much horror job and they're doing that and justifying it as you know it's about the bottom dollar which it is it is essentially when you're running a business but to me the bottom dollar is do I walk away with a happy client do I walk away knowing that I gave them the best that I could in what of what I had to offer them are they going to be satisfied for a long time I don't need a call in six months saying hey this one thing broke that you did I don't think you actually put that screw in a stud and my whole shelf fell off the wall or I don't think you hung that door right because now it won't close I don't ever want that to be a thing in our company and in our business and that's how my husband that's That's how he does it. That's how he does it. He does it that way. That's how we live. That's how we live our life. We're looking at everything in that perspective, preferring everybody above ourselves, thinking about how it's going to impact them in the long run, even if it's going to cost me something in the short term. It's an eternal perspective. It's it's not a temporal perspective. It's definitely an eternal way of looking at things and how it will impact my future, my children's future, and the future of the people that are around me. So that is a massive pet peeve that I have. It's been driving me nuts. So let's work on that, even as parents. As I was reading in chapter 3 of Colossians, verse 12, it said, Therefore, as God's chosen people, as Yahweh's chosen people, holy, set apart, dearly loved, clothe yourself in compassion. Anybody here need more compassion? Because I'm going to tell you right now, that is not my strong suit. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Well, right there, I'm going to tell you this whole episode, it ends on patience. And I'm like, oh, my pet peeves. I'm not being very patient with those people. I'm not being very understanding. At the same time, we need to be patient with ourselves too. Being gentle and humble. Walking in humility is hard. It's so hard because pride, pride is definitely second nature. Selfishness, pride, it's kind of what we live on. (laughs) 
that's kind of how we focus our lives. It's really easy to. It's even selfish of me to be like, this is a pet peeve. Like, let me focus on a negative. But really, that focus on a negative is to push us and encourage us to strive for the more positive side of that. Let's prefer others. Let's actually do what we do in word and in deed if it's unto the Lord. So we're doing it to bless him, to glorify him, to honor him. Let's not focus on ourselves and what it means for us or what it even costs us. Because, hey, if it doesn't cost you something, it's not worth it. If it doesn't cost us something, then why are we doing the thing? It's not worthy. If it's not costing you something, if it's not costing you money, if it's not costing you time, if it's not costing you energy, then why are you doing it? Nothing is free (laughs) except salvation. That was free. I mean, free to you, but it costs something. It costs your savior something. Let's do everything. Everything that we do, let's do it as unto the Lord. Let's do it as if we were doing it for our creator and see how he literally brings us to another level of understanding and blessing in him. When we make decisions for the betterment of other people, it actually encourages It actually encourages other people to make the same choices for the betterment of others. And that's really what we want to be, right? We want to be better people. We want to be better moms and wives and sisters and daughters and friends. That's the goal. The goal is to be the best version of ourselves. So while, yes, this is all about my pet peeve of how I don't understand how people live like this. Why do you choose to be that way? It's also a call to consider that maybe it's not the best way. Maybe it's time to let go of our raggedy old selfishness and put on a cloak of righteousness to choose to glorify him in a greater way. So I encourage you this week to consider in one situation, just find one thing that you normally would be like, meh whatever, and actually actually look at it from an eternal perspective and how it's going to affect other people. That's my encouragement for you today. As you build your house with your own two hands this week, as you serve other people and you're exhausted and you're like, okay, I am going to go hide myself now. I, I need a selfish moment, right? Maybe in that moment is when you're like, wait a minute, this child actually needs this or my husband actually needs this and I'm going to deny myself at this moment to give them that. We don't have to live that to the point where we become doormats for people and we're like completely insignificant and we don't consider ourselves at all. But we shouldn't be the main focus. When we're the main focus, it really detracts from what our creators called us to be. Typically, moms really don't walk in selfishness at all. It's really kind of hard for us at times. Maybe there's another situation that you're going to be faced with this week and you're like, hey, I remember listening and hearing that, you know, I should do this as I'm doing it unto the Lord. Maybe I'm not going to do this halfway. Maybe I'm going to do this all the way. Maybe I'm going to do this the best way, the to the best of my ability, just because it might bless somebody else in the end. It might be what that one person needs. That makes it worth it. That's my encouragement for you this week. I'm going to do the same because this is something I'm always working on. This is something that I'm always striving to do and improve in my own life, especially when it comes to motherhood, because it's so exhausting sometimes. As I challenge myself, I challenge you to do a good thing as unto the Lord. As Colossians 3 verses 12 through 17 tell us, we're going to put on this cloth of righteousness and choose to be in a way that we aren't typically in that way. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stay at Home Mom. 
Don't forget to check my affiliate link below with Rejuva Minerals, which is one of the most amazing companies that I have ever purchased product from. Their whole mission is to provide safer, non-toxic makeup and skincare products that use naturally derived and organic ingredients. It's the makeup line that I have used for over 10 years. My kids use it. We love it. And I encourage everybody to check them out in the show notes at Rejuva Minerals. My affiliate link is down there. And you can check out our Goody Gabbings YouTube page, and that's goodies with an apostrophe, Gabbings, to see what's happening on our homestead. Or if you want to keep up on my day-to-day things that we're doing on the homestead, I almost always post daily on my stay-at-home mom goodie. Instagram page. You can check me out there. If you have any questions, any comments, any encouragement, any testimonies that you want to share, don't hesitate to post a comment. Send me an email at stayathomemomgoodie at outlook.com or jump on my Instagram and post a comment there. Share a random thing. I would love that. There's nothing that I enjoy more than being able to take the things that the Lord pours into me, the things that my creator shows me so that I can share it with you, even if it's a pet peeve. Have a blessed week. Build your house with your two hands. Love your family. Walk in his joy. You are divinely and uniquely created to be who you are in this time. Have a blessed week.